Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. One of the finest uh, hour, hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> I like we can't even yeah, say we one of the finest know, hours. Yeah, we're the finest something right. that you hear every Monday right. um, on the internet. That's right. Certainly higher quality than any other approximately, give or take, 30 minutes, hour-long show. That's true. Yeah. Although yeah. it's really only ever Among, take 30 um, minutes. There's um, never a give. Like, the, we, we never only do 30 minutes anymore. We we, there was a time when we did, but not anymore. We don't undershoot. No. No. Uh, so anyway, yeah, one of the problems with the Jeff and Casey show, obviously, these days that didn't used to be a problem, is because you are not here uh, mm. various weekends yes. of, of any given month, we have to have lead Pre-do time. them, yes. Yeah, so basically, there's, there's lag. It is a lot like... Uh, a game running on the Unreal Engine. When you play it in multiplayer, <laughs> there's a lot of lag. There's like 200 milliseconds between when you do anything and when you're ever going to see that thing okay. happen uh, if you aren't the server. And so a lot of times you just end up taking a shotgun in the face. You know, okay. like the, the guy wasn't anywhere near you when, when you know, at the time. But I see. Are you saying lag affected the Jeff and Casey show? I'm saying lag does affect the Jeff and Casey show. Right. So what that means is all of the topics are old news by the time you hear yes. them because they were news at the time we recorded it. Oh, right? I see. So what? we are breaking news. We are breaking it, it, news. It broke for us. We are breaking news. It just doesn't news. break for you. We're breaking news into pieces, and then we're delaying those pieces yes. by quite some time. Okay. What that means. What that means is we need to go to new media distribution where we like – just unleash what? 50 hours of Jeff and Casey's show, oh, Netflix binge, style, binge it, right? and okay. then they just do it. Wait, but, but how does that... Oh, oh, you're saying basically like we binge you because we recorded them all on Sunday in like a six-hour marathon, and then, and then you, you listened to them all that Monday, so it's right. It's, there's no lag no more. It's really... But right, you have wait, to wait two wait months a long until, time. Yeah. Okay. Just well, saying. as soon as you sign Kevin Spacey to right. be on the podcast, then we'll probably... We all can right, talk. we'll get on that. We can talk yep. about that. All right. Uh, our Netflix deal when it right. comes through. So... I guess the... So just give us a call, Netflix, is what we're saying. Sure, we're, we're available. We're, let's put it that All way. right. We are available. <laughs> uh, so I guess I should explain a little, in a little more detail what I'm talking about here. So one of the things that is harder to do on the Jeff and Casey show is ballpark when, if we're talking about something, yes. when that thing will actually air. Right. Right? So if it's like Jeff is going to go and out on the inaugural run of his boat, if we actually want to have it like a show about that, we have to actually record it like three weeks before and, right. and be able, it's, it's a nightmare, right? So like right. we can't really sync things properly up to when they actually happen. And that's, okay. You know, that's the nature of that's it. That's the nature of it now. Right. So uh, I think, because we're doing three today, that we can actually do the secret surprise that I was alluding to earlier today. Okay. Off the air. Um, and the question for you, Jeff, that you have to think about now, relating to the secret surprise. Okay. Is, do I know what the secret surprise is? Because I don't think I do. No, you don't. Okay. So can you keep a secret? Can I keep a because secret? you are one of the worst people at keeping a secret? I have a hard time. It it, it hurts me. So what what do you want to do here? Do you want to talk about something else today, or do you want me to talk See, about the secret that you then have to keep? So here's the situation. Yeah, I like everything spoiled. You do, but I have a hard time keeping that information yes, to you myself. Do. Yeah, 
I would say in that scenario, I would rather be spoiled okay. and have to do some work. Suck it down. Yes. So All right. give me the secret All surprise. Right. So we're going to talk about the secret surprise. Okay. Okay. So we'll talk about the secret surprise. So as you know, mm-hmm. I wrote the first volume of the book series mm-hmm. that I'm working on now. Yep. Which, and you, Jeff, have been a fantastic proofreader through all of it. You read the first draft and had no notes. I said it was great. Zero. But wasn't I positive? Because okay. I liked it. Yeah, you were fantastic encouragement. So here's what happens. Can like, I tell draft? you what happens? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Let's, 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 let's get it out there. I gave you the first draft of this. It was like two yeah. years ago or something when I wrote it originally. This is what happens with me in reviewing games as well. Okay. Is... The more I like a form of media, yeah. the more I get into that weird zone state okay. where I'm just experiencing the media okay. as fast as possible. All right. And I'm – nothing is – Your critical faculties are not – I'm not looking at grammar. I'm just okay. like yes, absorbing whatever. it. Like okay. the game could be as shitty – like okay. that's how the very first braid was actually for, oh, for me you? when it was oh, okay. like – Really bad 2D right after that trip to Thailand where I'm like, okay, this is fucking awesome. Okay. And I had no good notes because I was like, no, ship this. Ship it. I was like, ship this. And then I had to wait almost four years for that thing to finally (laughs) fucking come out. It was a long time. No, you're going to be right. From the initial Thailand, it may have been four. Yeah, Yeah. it was a long time. I don't remember what year break came out, but yeah. Okay, so. Um, No, it wasn't four because that was 2005 and Braid came out in like 2008. It had to have. I don't remember. Or We could ask, we could ask John when he's here. It was, it was like three years. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, it had to be three years. We can catch up with John right. next week. Yeah. So. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, yeah. You basically, you know, you're always like, give me, the, give me a draft of whatever you're working on. Yeah, I right? love it. And I'll send it to you and nothing comes back. that's kind of like a spoiler Nothing comes thing. back. Yeah. Like there's, no, there's nothing comes back. So yeah. you're not really a proofreader. You're more just like... A a spot like you just like to you're, you're like a voyeur you just want to read it you don't care you don't have anything I feel to like add it's to the process, like right? um what do they call it early access like yeah you're early access ba- backer you're yeah. an early access backer you yeah. just want to download the alpha and fuck around yeah you don't when you're not going to be on the forums exactly. you're not going to express an opinion about it you're just no. going to like fuck it yeah just give me the early access I want to see all the, all the stuff okay so yeah so, this is not helping my, my guesses either which is great. Like oh, my, yeah, right, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued at yes. this point further. Yes. So anyway, uh, one of the things that – so the reason I uh, initially did this book series – I mean I'll, just, I'll give some of the background of it I guess since okay. this is this podcast. So people know is, about yeah, so it. So people yeah. know what I'm talking about. Um, so I like writing for mm-hmm. whatever reason. It's just something I like to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so – when I originally started trying to do some writing, I was thinking about, well, you know, I'd like to at some point figure out a way to make some money writing so I can spend more time doing it. Okay, Because sure. basically one of the problems with writing is that it's really no, not much of an economic model yeah. that really makes it make sense. Yep. It's getting worse um, and worse. It's, so. gonna, it's only getting worse and really at it's some... It's like the iPhone store but times 10. It's like it's the like iPhone literally store. Like yeah, it's like the 10 I, out of a right. million instead that's of right. 10 it's out of like 10,000. Yeah, it's, it's even lower barrier to entry than the yeah. iPhone store to some degree because yep. really anyone can write something. And so it's pretty hard to, you know, to deal with that in the second knock model. And one of the, you know, a problem that's even worse if you think about it is, well, also... I can go do work 
for a very high pay mm-hmm. in a different field. Yep. Right? So unlike a starving author who maybe just is like, fuck it, I'll just eat ramen. You're making it's like a it's, I also trade. have to yeah. go like, all right, yeah, like, you know, this is not a very good idea career wise. Right. Because no matter and, and really it's not even like if you make it or not as an author. If you make it as an author, almost there are almost no authors who make as much as I would make programming. Yes, o- almost right, none. Right, right. You're talking about like J.K. Rowling. Right. You're talking about you have right. to be one of the greatest authors of all time sales-wise right. before you're talking about programmer right. people, money. Right. People on the, the New York Times bestseller can make 200 yeah, grand, right, for right, example. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you've got to be in the, right. in the upper tier of the bestsellers right. before right. you're talking about programmer yeah, money. It's definitely 1% right. of the 1%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can certainly get there. I mean, J.K. Rowling makes money more than I ever make programming yeah. or ever will make programming yeah, yeah. probably. But, you know, you, that's what we're – just so we sure. know what the stakes are. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, you were – you wrote a good book and it got well-reviewed and it was a bestseller. Now you're making programming. Right. No. Right. You had to be more than that. Right. So you look at it and you go, all right, this is clearly a right. pastime. Right. But – I felt like I was like okay, I would I would like to be able to make some money from it because that does kind of help things a little bit because you mm-hmm. know if you can be self-sustaining at something, that makes yeah. it so that you can make a trade-off easier. You can go like okay, so I'll be relatively poor, but I can live. It's right. not a problem, and I like it, and, and I like it, so that's right. fine. So I wanted it to, to look at it from that perspective. But the other reason I wanted to look at it is it's really no fun to write something and not have anyone read it, right? You, it's not like the kind of thing where you were, uh, I don't really see it as like I'm making art in some corner somewhere and okay. I don't care. It's all for me. It's like I li- like, like to me, a big part of art is the communication with other okay. people. And I like, Interesting. I like okay. it to be a dialogue where like I'm putting something out there and people have a response right. and I want to see the response and I want to uh, respond to their response. Like I yeah. want to... Have a book series where like people are engaged with it, and I am responding to their engagement. Like okay. to me, that's actually part of the fun. Right. I don't see it as a puritanical mission of right. I'm writing this thing and I don't care what anyone thinks. Like no, okay, and even to the extent that that might constrain your writing. Like yeah, because yeah. so the way you that, find those constraints fun. Yeah, and I feel like this is true in a lot of things, but just in general. Um, so the way that I look at that is, I feel like when you sit down to do something like writing or uh, making a game that you're really uh, excited about or invested in artistically, mm-hmm. as opposed to just you know maybe if you're just doing it as business, but assuming that you're artistically motivated in some way, then I feel like you sort of have this opportunity to define what it is that you're doing. Like, I don't think people can come and say, this is art, this isn't, this is what you should be doing, this is what, you know, you shouldn't be doing. There's just basically different perspectives on that. And one of the perspectives, and the one that I personally like, is you have an idea of what you're trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. But that communication sort of like is only, the only real constraint with that communication is that that's what you're trying to say with the piece it's not any further than that. So the most effective way, like if you and I are going to have a conversation, same thing applies. If I want to sit down and try to convince you to try vanilla ice cream for the first time or whatever the okay. fuck, then my motivation is that. That's what I'm trying to do. So it only constrains me in so much as my my intent here is to have you try the ice cream at the end of it. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Right? And so I'm fine with 
if my initial plan doesn't seem to be going well and I'm seeing reaction from you that's taking it in a different direction, if I still see the opportunity to get you to try the ice cream or whatever, I'm fine with this. To me, okay. it's like it's a back and forth. It's an argument that can can evolve. It doesn't have to be all about the ground rules that I set out when I started. Okay. So to me, like the art process basically ends up with being sort of I define an objective, what I wanted to do when I started making this thing. Okay. And it doesn't have to be manipulative, like getting you to try ice cream. Right. It can just be communicating an idea and having you respond to that idea. But at the same time, it is fluid. So if I see that you aren't responding to the idea or you're not engaging with the idea, I'm totally down with changing my approach to try to get you to engage okay. with the idea. So if I want this book to be about, you know, warrantless spying or whatever the fuck because I care about that political issue and I'm trying to like make a book that's somewhat political I don't necessarily care if all of the things I started out wanting to include in that book get included or included the way I want okay what I care about is having the people who read it engage in that topic right sure. okay and so that to me is like pretty much my if I had to say and like I am not an accomplished artist so I don't Necessarily feel What's like your approach to that. I, yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily feel like this is some brilliant insight thing. It's literally just how I think about yeah. it, and maybe in time I'll see that that's stupid. But just in yeah. my limited experience, that's what feels good to me. Okay, you know that's what feels good. It's like you go in there with a with an idea that you're trying to get across, and you're open to the feedback that what you were trying to do is you know whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, just to illustrate how fluid that concept is, and talking about this book in particular. Um, well, okay. So actually let's put that on hold for one second. I'll get to that in a minute. So anyway, going back to where this, this book originally came from. So basically I don't have very much time to write. It's not right. something that I really have time to do. Basically what I do is I save money when I program. Right. And I have a bunch of programming things that I also want to do, like helping out in the witness or whatever right. that take money because I don't get paid for those things. Right, I'm right. trying to donate time to something and I'm too expensive for these things. Right. right? Or whatever the fuck. Right. Cause it's, you know, it's like you're helping out in a project or you're doing something open source or whatever. Right. Um, so I don't have that much time to write, so I have to try and see what I can do in the time that I have. Okay. And so one of the things that I was looking at uh, with this book series, I was like, okay, I am someone who isn't an established author. There's nothing I can point to that's in my favor. I can't say, oh, I'm this fancy person from Harvard. I can't say I I'm an expert on this subject. I okay. could write a programming book, right? but that's not the same. That's not right. fiction, right? right? Um, I can't say that I've written these things that you've loved before because I really haven't written anything before, you know, for the most part. So when I started out with this, I have nothing. I have nothing to convince you that you should right. read my shit. So looking at that, I was thinking like, okay, I think it's probably smart to try to do some small works that can be sold very cheaply mm -hmm. and that aren't a big investment on the part of the reader to read them. Right. Like if I do an article or I do a novella, that's a much smaller time investment. If you can read it in right. three hours, I'm not asking you to give me 90,000 words. Right. I'm not asking you to give me this full two-day, three-day, four-day experience sure. to like get it down. Make sense? I'm with you. So what basically happened is I wrote one book, which I posted, mm -hmm. and that was my first shot at writing anything ever. And so it was like that was a learning experience for me and mm -hmm. what was going on. And then the second thing I wrote was this, and that was a, towards the goal of, all right, I've, I've written one thing. I see how the process goes. I know what I'd do differently. I think I've got some idea of how to make this work properly. Okay. Let me write a second thing, and let me try to do it in a way that I might be able to actually get some readers. 
Right. Just, okay. just something that might make people actually read this kind of thing. The first step is to start to actually have that process where people read the book and engage with it to some degree. Sure. Okay. That was the goal. So I, I wrote this book, and basically, um, you know, my, my sort of thinking originally on it was I'm like, I'm going to write a thing where basically, like, there's just this dude, because I have, you know, like most people have their little ideas file. I've got tons of book things or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck, and just ideas in there. It's like things I, you know, had wanted to do, and I was looking at some of them, and one of them was I wanted to have this reviewer who reviews, like, everything to them. Like, everything to them is a review. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, and so that was my goal when I initially sat down to write it. It was like, everything's a review to this guy. So I wanted a book about a dude who reviews everything. And as he goes through the book, every experience he has, he Gets fucking review. reviews it. Right. Okay. Right? That's the, that was the, the, the initial idea. point. That was the right. idea. Right. So and I said a little different than that. Well, okay. Yeah, we're yeah. getting there. Yeah. So I sat down to write it. And like I said, don't have much time. So basically the way I write is I write a chapter a day. Mm -hmm. And so if there's 14 chapters in a book, it took me 14 days to write. Right. Okay. There's then like the rewrite, which is usually, again, another 14 days. So if there was a second full draft, it took me 28 days to write it. Right. You can basically tell exactly from that how it goes, right? And there's usually gaps in between because when I have something, I send it out to some people to get their feedback right. and proofreading and all that sort of stuff. Like all my good feedback. That'll have all your non-feedback. But there's other people sure. who read it and do have feedback. And okay. so I want to see that and take that into account and think about it. Uh, and much like game design, well, I, okay, I'll pause that. So anyway, so I sat down to write it, and what I ended up writing basically was a bunch of chapters about a food reviewer, mm -hmm. right, um, who basically has a bunch of experiences that he, that he does not like, um, where he is bitching about them, right. right, but then sort of transition into experiences he does like, and he's still reviewing them, so he ends up in, like, one chapter he has, like, sex, and he reviews right. the sex, okay. and whatever the fuck, right? And you remember this was the mm -hmm. first draft. So to me, it was just a farcical thing about this dude who reviews everything, right. and the joke was just that he reviews everything. That's it. Right. That was the entirety of this book. That's all it was to me, and I was just trying to do a little thing that would be, you know, interesting. Right. So what happened was, uh, when I gave this to people to proofread, I got a very, very different reaction than what I was expecting. Nobody, perhaps besides you, but even not really you, reacted to it as, ha ha, here's a guy who reviews everything. Nobody. That was not on the table. It was not even something that people thought about when they read this book. Okay. Instead, overwhelmingly, and I mean, like, pretty much everyone who read it who gave feedback unlike you. <laughs> so pretty much everyone who read it had the exact same response to it. Really? And I don't know. I suspect if I continued being a writer or even a part-time writer for a while, I suspect that 10, 20 years from now, I will look back on this and say something like, this is the best feedback you can possibly get when you send out a draft. And that is anger. Really? If people are angry and upset with you when they read a draft, that means that you have tapped into something very important. Okay. And then you just fucked up somewhere. Okay. And all you have to do is unfuck up. Right. And unfucking up, despite what Hollywood may make it seem, is actually really easy if you care. 
Right. Because people will let you know. Now, they don't know what you fucked up because they're not writers. So they're not prepared to diagnose the specific right. problems, but they will voice to you very clearly the fact that they are upset and what they are upset about. Okay. And it's not that hard for you to go back and reconsider what did I do to piss these people off? Okay. If you have any human emotional understanding at all, right. it's pretty easy to go, okay, it's much like in a relationship. You didn't expect this person to get upset, and they did. What's you should really be able wrong? to realize introspectively what you have done and right. go, oh, well, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I, was thought, I wasn't thinking. I'm sorry, and okay, right. I did it. Right. And so what happened with this book, I realized very clearly, is – I had lucked out or, you know, maybe it was uh, – if I, if I give myself some credit, I did a good job. If I don't give myself any credit, I lucked out. And I don't know which of those two it is. Okay. I'm way too naive at this to know. But let's assume I lucked out for now. Uh, I lucked out and I created a character that people really cared about in a very specific way. Yeah. And once people emotionally invest in a character that they care about and that right. character becomes real to them, you cannot treat them in a farcical manner. It's simply <laughs> not allowed, right. right? You can't go and have this person doing these things that the reader is uncomfortable with if they've identified with this character in like an emotional, right. deep way. And I looked at it and tried to figure out what it was about this character that was making people engage so deeply with them. And I kind of went through and went, okay, I think I see what's going on here. I understand what they responded to. Okay. And so I'm going to go back, and this ties it into what we were talking about earlier, about how flexible I am willing to be in this situation. I am not at all a prima donna, especially when you're learning. Right. I feel sure. like you kind of – you can't – if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, if you're a novice, you should not be prima donning around. You should I be see. open to fucking criticism because you need to learn, right? right? And I know that I don't have the kind of experience that I, I would need to be Mr. Fancy Pants author. Like, that's just a given. So anyway, I, like, looked at that and I was like, oh, okay. I get it. Like, I get what people were responding to in this and I understand why they were so upset. So I'm just going to do a rewrite, full rewrite. Because really, the second, the second 14 chapters, it was 14 chapters yeah. the first time, I did the second 14. Uh, I'm going to do a full rewrite, and this time... Of book two? No, of book one. Oh, wow, interesting. No, 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 this is the one you just read, yeah. the new one. Yeah, the one that's out, though, now. The one that's out, I rewrote all 14 chapters from the original draft you read. Whoa, okay. I, you probably don't fucking remember. Oh, no, no, right, right, yes, 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 yes. it's very It's totally different. different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do that, right, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to rewrite this... To make this character be a real character who does embody the things that people were putting onto him because of the way he was written. Okay. They responded to him like a real character, but I hadn't actually done the job of giving them a real character because that's not what I was doing. Okay. I was, was the furthest thing from my mind that this guy could ever even be considered a real character. If you read the book, you'll know what I mean. Right. He's very caricaturist in a number of ways. But people like strange people. They like strange characters. Right. I mean, there's, I guess there's a lot of TV shows that are built around very unusual uh, characters. People, sure. And people respond to that way. And so I felt like I kind of had an obligation at that point. I'm like, I'm trying to be an author here. I'm trying to learn how to write well. I, if you get – if you – 
if you are given the incredible fortune of having mm-hmm. anybody respond to your characters in that way, you kind of dis- you know owe it to them sure. to give it your best shot to actually deliver something meaningful. And so I was totally willing to just change even what I was going for with the book because I was like, yeah, that's a much deeper and richer thing than I ever would have expected to even give you with this with this thing. So great, like I'm mm-hmm. I'm all in. I'll do the best I can. So I wrote the, the new one, and I felt like I did a decent job on that. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is pretty good. Like, I'm totally happy with this. Uh, unlike my first one, I don't have a lot of criticisms of it. I'm like, you know, yeah, okay. there's maybe some things. But, like, I was really pretty proud of this. I was mm-hmm. like, this is the first thing I've ever written. Not that I've written a lot of things. But it was the first thing I'd written where I was like, I could give this to someone and say, I feel like you might like this. Right. right? Okay. And I probably wouldn't really do that um, with, with other things, right? I wouldn't do that in my first book. So uh, I'm like pretty psyched that it's done, and I'm like, I want to get it out there. And, of course, then I had to make a cover for it, which was a disaster. Right. I remember right? the cover. We talked about yeah. this in the podcast. It was the thing that made me never want to do art again. Right. So from now on, I'm working with artists on everything. Artists, <laughs> please, I'm, just, I'm so glad that they want to do art because I don't have it in me. It's right. true. Uh, so anyway, that's – I love that you – that's what burned you out. That's what yeah. burned me out. Yeah. That's what burned me out. Uh, so, so yeah, so that was done, but, uh, so it took me a long time to do it, but I finally did it. And so I, I have it, I wrote this thing back for the original book. That's like a typesetting system. It outputs, uh, you can get like a PDF out of it and you can also get an Amazon ebook out of it. And so one of my goals with this book was to try and get some readers. Okay. So in my world, I'm like, all right, there's a couple ways that you can get readers. One is you can have a blog that's popular, Mm -hmm. right? And you can transition that into a thing. Mm -hmm. But I only have a programming blog. Mm -hmm. So it's a different concept. And programmers ain't literature nuts. Yeah. Like they ain't reading, you know, Ulysses probably, right? right? That's not – and this book, while it's relatively accessible, it's not like high – it's not some kind of fancy pants literature thing or anything. It's heavy on the verbiage. It's got a crazy specific style. Yeah. It's not the Hunger Games. I can't just be like, go read this. Every-. It's fun for the whole family. Like, that's right. just not true. Right. And I'm not going to try and pretend it is. So I know that that's probably not happening. I'm not going to get any. It's like if I start running things on my blog and Witness Wednesday where I'm like, go check out my book. That's not going to be Not going to be a lot of sales there. No one's going to care. It's, you know, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I need to figure out a way to get, uh, you know, readership for this thing. And I did. Part of that is making it short form, like I said. Right. And uh, <clears throat> making it easy to get into that sense. But I still need to try and get it out somewhere where people will look at it. You know, some people who like reading this sort of thing right. will actually look at it. And I don't really know that there's that many avenues for that. So there's places you can send things. You know, you can send things in and be like, okay, you know, maybe there's a blog somewhere. And there's not that many of those even where you can be like, hey, check out my book. Right. But they often just, I mean, they're just getting pounded with ebook submissions right, right, right. all the time. And then there's one other place, which is Kindle Singles. Okay. And one of the reasons that I kept the book under 30,000 words, and I, uh, right. so, okay, so I should put one other thing. So Kindle Singles, which is a place you can go for short-form literature, uh, basically what it is is it's a place that sort of highlights, uh, basically, it, they have sort of an editorial process. It's basically like a publisher. Okay. You can go to them, and you can say, here's my book, it's under 3,000, short form, it's under 3,000 words. It can even be an article, it can be 3,000 words, right? So okay. short, something short form, and I'd like to publish it through you. And they are a real publishing division now, and like, you know, like Stephen King publishes right. his short stuff through there and all this stuff, right? So it's like a real thing, 
but it's something anyone can apply to. You don't sure. need an agented manuscript to go to it. I, I didn't right. want to work through an agent. I didn't right. want to. I didn't really want to become like a business-oriented author. I just wanted some way to maybe get the book out to some people. Right. So Kindle singles looked like a really good idea because I'm like anyone could submit to this. I could send it to them. So I should keep this under thirty thousand words. So this was a problem right. when I'm you know for me actually because the other thing thirty thousand or three thousand thirty thousand okay. So it has to be – so to give you some perspective, yeah. a novel is usually between 65,000 words, right. let's say, and 120,000 words if it's really long. Right. You know? Here's so – Yeah. So basically it can, it can be a double-length like novel. Like 90 pages or 100 uh, pages? It's like 100 pages, Okay. Let's say. Yeah. So basically – so you figure if a normal book you're picking up – I mean, in pages is very fluid content. Right. But if a normal book you're picking up is 300 pages, this is going to be 100 pages. Right. It's going to be about a third – uh, maybe a little more than a third. So if it was a short book, like let's say it's uh, one of those, one, uh, the Fight Club or something. Right. It's a shorter book. It's going to be like half a book, right? right. If it's a 60,000, 70,000-word book, it's half a book. Right. But if it's a 90,000-word book, it's a third of a book, right? So it's somewhere in there, right? Fairly long, but not novel length. Right. So I wanted to keep it under 30,000 words, and that was not a problem back when it was a farce. So it's just a throwaway thing. But the other thing that I realized when I so when I was going back to Thuria, I was like, people actually wanted more of this guy. Right. They were not done with him at the end of it. So I'm like, fuck, right. I gotta have more of it. But I need to submit it to things where like I don't have a lot of options here for where am I gonna ever try to get this thing published? I have no nothing to go on. So what I did was I just said, All right, I'll just make it a series. I'll make it a series right. of books. It could be as many as there have to be. I figure I'll do three and that'd be like, you know, sort of a novel and a half or, or one long mm -hmm. novel, right? Right. I'll do three of them and that'll be it. So I'll break it up into that way. And so I kind of figured out, you know, what would the plot line be if it had to go for three books? How would I do that? You know, you know, and so on. And so I do that and the first one's thirty thousand words, at the end it's like to be continued, right? It's like this guy so you know, I'm kind of implicit right. promise, I'll make more of these, it's still coming, but this first installment's gonna be short. And I, I kind of liked it that way because I was like, well, I can sort of see if anyone engages with this, and then that'll let me know what kind of a priority to make it. Because, you know, oh, okay, sure. should I do this book in a year or two years, or should I get started on it right away because people really like it? Right. Okay. All right. So uh, I get the cover done. I have the thing printed. I put it up on Amazon, and now I'm like, all right. So my pretty much only thing that I thought of, my brilliant plan for trying to get this out into people's hands, was I'll submit it to Kindle Singles. Now, Kindle Singles obviously gets... 10,000 fucking shitty novels right, sent to right. them a day, right. right? So it's not even really a question in my mind. I'm like, it's not even a question of will they like this book. It's can I even get them to read this book? Right. Like, I, I, I'm sure they're just looking for reasons not to read this book because right. everyone who sends something to them wants them to read the book and they just have more that they could possibly sure. spend their attention to do. And it's nothing, I mean, nothing on them. Right. It's just... I've been, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, I recently did Indie Mega Booth judging, right? Um, and you look at, when you're staring at 350 games, that's just not something, yeah. that's a, it's a very untractable problem. And you want to do a great job, like I suspect the people at Kindle Singles want to do a great job at, at finding all the sure. great stuff. But at some level, you have to devise some system of filtration, like looking at gameplay videos or whatever it is, to try and weed out some things first because you can't play right. 350 games with your full attention. 
Sure. So at the very least, you're going to segment it out. Like some people will play these 20 games, some people play these 20. But then you're back in this position of like, okay, How do you rank if those? I'm the guy who likes JRPGs, but I didn't get the JRPG because of whatever we did, then that person's at a disadvantage, right? So there's all these things in there where it's just judging a large number of things, no matter how good and how well-intentioned the people are, you Is run into difficulties there. And it's, yeah. and there's just no way around that. So I'm sitting there going, all right, I've got to submit this thing to King of Singles, and they're probably not going to read it. So what am I going to do to try and make sure that they read this book? Because I got nothing. Like, right. I got nothing to say. Like I said before, much like making a pitch to the people who are going to read the book, I have no way of convincing them. I am not an English PhD. I have no credentials. Right. I'm a software programmer from Seattle, which is about the furthest <laughs> credential thing away from good credentials you could ever ask for for an author. <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay. This book is a comedy at heart. It's much more, it has a lot more sort of seriousness to it now mm -hmm. because of the way people respond to the characters, but still at heart, it is a comedy. Yep. It's supposed to make you laugh. And, you know, to the extent that you uh, feel emotional sort of pain on the part of the other character, that's part of the sort of comedy coming to fruition. Sure. It's part of people going through stuff. But in general, the prose is meant to make you laugh and to make you know it's it's a happy book at its core it's not going to end in everyone dying or anything right, like this right. right and you can kind of tell that from right from the beginning it's right. silly it's got some silliness to it and whatever right and so i'm like well since it's got this kind of silliness to it and it's also a very kind of verbose grammatically thing you know um i'm like i should probably write the email to them in a way that gets this across. Okay. Because that way, whoever's... In somewhat character. Yeah. Yeah. So I write the email to them, and I'm like, I just included, I'm just like, I think you should consider this book. Here it is, the link to it, right? And I'm like, I just go into full, like, full-on, I don't know, Mycroft mode, whatever right. you want to call it. I go into full-on mode on it. I'm like, unlike all the factory-written novels that you've been getting... <laughs> This book uses only the finest quality words raised in optimal conditions. Okay. I'm like, right. every word has been considered right. for, you know, it has Organic, been harvested yeah. at the exact right time. Because the book is also about, still right. about a food reviewer. Right. So I'm like, this all ties in pretty well, in my opinion, right? And I go on and on about, like, all of how the process we have for, like, allowing them, you know, the free, free range, range of words. imagination, right. right? I'm like, I go full on. So I'm just like, the pitch is full on, right? right. So I'm like, all right, that's, I mean, I don't have any other ideas. So I'm like, fuck it. So I send this to them. And so this is, I don't know. Uh, so, so, you know, I think I posted the book on Amazon on Tuesday. And so I, you know, I tweeted it mm -hmm. or whatever. And then I, I send this email, like almost immediately after that, I just type this email out, send it to Amazon. And it's at, you know, I don't know, it's like five, six o'clock or something like this. So I, I go to bed. I wake up the next morning and there's an email that's like, I read the book. It's fantastic. Awesome. Can we give you a call? Right. I'm like, and I like double check the thing. I'm like, is this actually from them? Right, because right. I'm assuming like I'll hear from them in like months. Right, right. right? Like if ever. Right. They say on the site actually that they'll get back to everyone in like six weeks. Right. So I guess I was thinking, well, if they really mean that, I'll eventually hear something. It won't be like a right. black hole. They'll right. actually send me a letter and be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Miratori. We're, we're not able right. to consider your book at the time or whatever the fuck. So I'm fucking ecstatic. I'm like, holy shit, they wrote me back. Like, that's, right. that's awesome. And they wrote me back right away, which I was not expecting at all. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, this is awesome. So I, they, uh, they call me at, 
you know, th that afternoon when they said they would or whatever the fuck, right? And I talked to them. They're like, hey, you know, I'm the editor of Kindle Singles. I love the book. Like that's that was. Awesome. They say that's the best letter we've ever received. Oh, awesome! And it's the reason why I read the. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, so like I feel better about myself yeah. now because I'm like. Awesome. Yeah. That was not a stupid idea. That was right. actually a decent idea. Because he could have easily said, well, it's a good thing your letter didn't turn us right. off to the book because it was really stupid. <laughs> right? So fortunately, I like the book. So, uh, yeah, so I'm super ecstatic about this. I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Like, I, like, I super appreciate it. I'm like, I didn't think anyone was probably, probably going to read this book. I mean, I'll be honest with you because I don't have any experience in this right. industry and I don't have any way of like, reaching the readers who probably will like it. Honestly, um, so thank you so much. Like that's that's super awesome. And they're like, and this is sort of the, the punchline, I suppose. Um, that's the surprise part, right. obviously. But the, the punchline is, of course, he's like, but just one thing. So about the cover, and I'm <laughs> like, and I'm like, dude, do not get me started on the cover. I'm like, if you want to replace the cover, please fucking do. It's like it was the most traumatic experience of my life. Like I don't. <laughs> ever want to see that cover again i don't want to hear about that cover again because i think he was thinking like you're attached to it. these prima donna fucking authors right. we want to change the cover because they have this cover that they like that won't sell and no one wants to see this cover and i'm trying to do them a fucking favor but the asshole right. on the other end of the line is like no it has to be right, about right. proust and this is my cover this was the cover from the, my childhood or whatever <laughs> like opposite with me i'm like yes get rid you're of the right. fucking cover burn don't it. just yeah. burn it Whatever cover you want will be better than this cover. Do it, right? So he's happy about that, obviously, because that goes over without any sort of thing. So he's like, all right, we, just, we need a week or two to get the cover artist to make new covers to this thing, and then we'll put it on Kindle Singles. Okay, perfect. I'm like, awesome. So I believe that the timing this, will this, work. I believe that this Jeff and Casey show will now be able to air at the time that when the book is actually coming out on, on Kindle Singles. I see. Which will awesome. be very ecstatic, and I am very proud to announce that. That's that awesome. I didn't want to say anything about it beforehand because, because it's not there yet, yeah. and I didn't want to jinx anything. Right, but right. That's awesome. It appears to have happened. Um, it's just a question of. And they were good to work with things. and everything? They didn't give you any other shit like that? Any other trouble? Oh, no, Amazon's yeah. fantastic. Easy. I mean, well, one of the things that's weird, right? And Did they edit anything? Did they do any of that? No, okay. no, no. So they act as a publisher, but they don't have editors or anything? Uh, no, that's not true. Okay, So basically, yeah, so the way, the way Kindle Singles works is actually that they will do either. Oh, okay. So if you do a book and you've pretty much gotten it to final form so right. this is posted like i did i mean i i basically it was done i mean it's right. like everything you know when i posted it it's like this is a book it's been copy edited it's yep. been revised carefully it's been like everything's been thought through it's done so if you do that you can just put your book up and then send it to king of the singles like i did and hope that they feature you and basically right. that's just like submitting a finished book to a publisher and being like will you publish my right. manuscript right here it is but they also have the opposite, whereas if you want to work with them as an editor, you can send them an unfinished draft, draft one, and be like, I'd like to work with you on this. 
and they will act as your ah, own. Ah, I see. So okay. if I wanted to do that, maybe in the future, maybe I could. Maybe I could be like, hey, you liked my first one. I could do that with you. Right. Um, but no, that's they will do either. So they can okay. act as strictly a distributor or they can act as like a full publisher. Right. Uh, and everywhere in between. Because like in my case, they're not editing the book, but they are doing the cover. Which right. is something also that the publisher would do, right? Right, right, right. Um, and so, yeah, and so that, and that was awesome for me because I feel like I have a de had a decent handle on getting this book to a good state that was good and readable and, and nice and finished, but the cover was a disaster and I obviously, I mean, I really <laughs> just didn't know what I was doing and it was bad. So that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed and, and so I'm pretty that's happy. That's awesome. Do you know what the cover's going to look like yet? I don't. So that is why it's not up on Kindle Singles yet, basically. Oh, I see. Uh, so it's basically just like, like, cause there's nothing actually else that has to have to happen to the book. It's just that the cover needs to get replaced and finalized. And, and if so. they do that, it shows up like on the front page of the Kindle store or something. Yeah, is that so that, how it works? yeah, exactly. So th basically, the big deal with Kindle Singles, cause the books, so you can, anyone can put a book on Amazon. So that's not the problem. The problem right. is not getting on Amazon. Anyone can get on Amazon. Right. You just upload the book and you're done. Uh, so the thing with Kindle Singles is it's curated. It's right. like the Steam store, right? right. It's like, if well, I guess it's not like the Steam Store anymore. Right. It's like the Steam Store used to be. Right. Where they only accept. So I think they accept, you know, uh, a certain number a month. You know, like twenty things a month. So you're talking about only one or two things right. a week sometimes. That you're dealing. So with. it's a very prominent placement that you get right. if they decide to do it. So for an unknown, I mean, for for Stephen King, I don't think it fucking matters at all. Right. right. For he, you know, everyone's gonna know when right. he's he's fine. Right. But for someone who has nothing. Right. It's a mat. I mean, it's it's insanely good for someone who doesn't have anything because it's the difference between five people reading your book and a thousand people reading right. your book or something like this. Which is, I mean, it's it means the world to somebody right. at that point. Like right, to, right. to me, it's insane. That's awesome. Um, so so yeah, no, I'm psyched about it because there's no way anywhere close to the number of people who will read it on Kindle Singles would ever have read it. Do, do you do you think uh, will it be the kind of thing that? Um, You'll be swamped with like emails and stuff when that happens. Do you think? Uh, what for? I don't know. Like if it happens and they're like able to track you down, that kind of thing, or like I don't know how Kindle. Like uh, I've well, not I've not used a Kindle, so I don't know if like no, is there way like is uh, it the standard feedback and review system as everything else and all that? Uh, so so I mean, well, I'd say two things, right? I mean, I'm certainly uh, I'm accessible. Sure. Well, well, okay. Yeah, I'm certainly accessible. So I would say two things about that because I'm not sure actually what you're asking exactly, but I'll just say two things. Thing one is I don't think game fanaticism is at all – like I don't think books happen that way. I don't think people mm. will send me email being like, I'm going to rape you because they didn't like the way this book <laughs> well, ended. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? I would hope not. So, so there's that whole, that whole kind of rabid, weird thing that right. happens with games. I don't think – if that's what you're asking, no. I don't think anyone's going to do anything like that with okay. books because I just don't think – I think it's just a different culture maybe. Right. I don't know. So I, I don't think there's anything like that, right? Um, but – uh, what I would say is I fully expect I'll get plenty of harsh reviews on the Amazon review system. I mean, I'm sure there'll be people who hate the book or whatever and give me one star. Right? Yeah, that, I was thinking more happen. of like people emailing you directly and like wanting to like bug you about the book. Like, when's the next book coming? When's the da, 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 that kind of thing? Oh, well, okay. So that to me – and so I don't know. I, I've never had anything – I've never made anything popular um, <laughs> in, in, in ever. 
like, you know, the, I mean, I, I, I made a popular tech product with you. Right. Like, I mean, uh, uh, Granny and Vink 2 or mm -hmm. whatever, right? We're both yeah. very popular tech products. But That's that, doesn't, that doesn't have, yeah. it doesn't zero narrow, like, you know, a popular tech product is a product that sells a thousand copies right. or something, right, in our industry. So, and, and developers don't, aren't fans of a tech product, right? Sure. There's nothing like that. So I've never done anything popular. So my answer to that question may be extremely uninformed. Right. But what I would say is I'd love it if anyone emailed me about a book I wrote. Mm. Nobody okay. cares about anything I write. <laughs> so if someone wants to email me because they had something to say about something I wrote, I'd be ecstatic. Okay. I mean, the degree to which that happens with anything I make now, it's basically, you know, stuff like um, someone replying to like a programming thing. Right. And I'm happy to receive those too. Right. Like, you know, I, I like when people, I mean, to me, the reason I wrote something was because I wanted someone to read it. And if they right. want to take the time to email me something, as long as it's not super, uh, like, threatening or something, right. I'm totally happy with that. And even if they had a very strong negative reaction, that's totally, like, that's interesting to me. And so I, I, I'm actually, yeah, I would say that I would be and have always been with this book and with anything else. I'm just more scared about no one caring. I, I mean, see. no one caring is the failure case. People bothering <laughs> you, quote unquote, about something sounds like a very uh, a highfalutin artist thing to say. Like, it's never going to bother me that you want to talk to me about my book. I'm fucking psyched you even read it. Okay. Okay, cool. And I think I'd hope I, if I ever for some reason changed my mind about that because I was reading a bunch of emails, I would hope I would go back to the episode we did on Tojo... Uh, Tojo, the the sushi chef up in Vancouver, where I was saying he's an asshole for not listening <laughs> to, to his remember? customers. I yeah, see. it's like I think I think that I feel like well, two things, right? Like it's almost certainly the case that I'm never going to be uh, like an author who's so popular that you're like Mr. Superstar or anything like that, right? So it's always going to be like Tojo where like, okay, yeah, Tojo, you're popular in a, one fucking sushi restaurant in Vancouver, <laughs> right? And that'd be the same for me. It's like you wrote one or two books that people like. <laughs> Whoopty fucking do. Like you're still just a dude. Get over it, right? right? And listen to your fucking readers or whoever they are, right? It's like you still have plenty you can learn and you are not some special... Fancy pants, so you mister. Say, you have to have to go back and just be learn some fucking humility. So tojo. For, yeah. So if for some be, reason, don't be yes, a tojo. If for some reason I was being like totally asshole about that, I would hope someone would say, "Why don't you go listen to your podcast about tojo?" And <laughs> shut the fuck up. And okay. I would hopefully go do that and go, yep, you're right. <laughs> I see. So that so, you do Tojo. Yeah. I don't think there's any risk of that. Yeah. But for some reason, if for some reason I had delusions of grandeur, I feel like that would be the thing to snap you out of it. Because I see. You bring it to because, the Tojo. Yeah. It's like if you running a dinky rest, sushi restaurant in Vancouver does not entitle you, right? <laughs> and writing a book that some few people read and had a comment about does not entitle you to be a dick. I see. You still need to listen to people and <laughs> and think about what they have to say. That's awesome. So, I like it. I like it. So wait, yeah. what is the exact date? Do you know yet, or it's just around this date? It is literally uh, when it when the covers are done. So uh, basically, I guess from the way they described it, they don't do a cover. They do like a couple covers, and then they pick the one that they oh, like. I see. Okay. So it's like. They will go, okay, here's three or four covers. And maybe they'll ask me for my feedback on right. them at all. But as far as I'm concerned, they, 
They're the people who know this shit, not me. Right. I've already said that my cover situation was a disaster. So what basically, they all whatever look they like want. the Amazon page. So there's like white with blue text, <laughs> a lot of underlines, the two columns on each side. It'd probably be better than the cover I made. <laughs> I guess that's what I'll say. About you that. are very down on that cover. Yeah, it just wasn't a good experience. It taint. It's tainted. It's a taint. Yeah, it was a taint situation. Uh, I would agree with that because I think the t- cover you have is fine. But I know the process of making that made yeah, you so. Taint. Yeah, it's a taint. I can't ever look situation. at that cover, okay, because it was just a disaster and I was yeah. stupid. And I did. I made a lot of bad decisions and just things I should have known better, especially because I've done production art in the past and like it just, it just, <laughs> it was just dumb. It's just a dumb idea. Uh, and I think that's just that's true. Just of probably of any thing where you haven't done a lot of work in it, right? Yeah. It's like most of my experience was doing like you know 3D art for sushi um, and that sort of stuff. You know, I well, spent a lot of time doing those things and. That's not what a book cover is. The book cover has nothing to do with that. And so even though I'm kind of cognitively aware of the things that make a book cover good, there's a big difference between cognitively aware of them and choosing a path that when you get to the end, you have that thing. You may think, you may like, here are the issues involved, and then you may think that you have plotted out a course that will get you there, but no. Like, (laughs) that is not true. You have not done that at all. What you've done instead is made a colossal error. Okay, so what we can say is it will probably be out if it is not, you can search for No Imperfections Noted. Right? No Imperfections Noted is the name of the book, and yeah. it is available on Amazon for sure. But anyway, I am 99% certain that it will be because this will up. be three weeks from today, this will air, basically. Yes. Uh, sorry, three weeks from tomorrow. And wh- it should be up on Kindle Singles. And, and, and one other nice feature of this is you can read the book for free. If you are an Amazon Prime member, which basically oh. all my friends, including you, are, right. because you all like to have your free deliveries I and get all, my, all my shit. I'm not even an Amazon yeah. Prime member. But so wait, you, who's like Mr. Semi 96 Bananas Overnight or whatever. Wait, so Prime so, lets you read it for free. Do you get Do you get any money for those situations? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. No, you do not feel bad if you're somebody who's trying to support me. Do not feel bad bad about using the Prime Lending Library for free. I get go paid to for the that. Prime. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, anyone who wants to read the book. Who has an Amazon Prime thing? You can do it for Casey for free. No, just read it. Just read if you if you're interested in reading it. Go ahead and read it. Do not do it. You do not have to do it to try and support me because, like I was saying, you can't earn very much money as an author. It's just not possible. So do not worry about that That at all. But if you want to read the book, you don't even have to pay for it. It is a borrowable thing. This is a this is uh, yes. The the making money thing is very uh, is funny to me. Dawn's going through a thing where she's writing a book that came yes, from a is. popular blog. Yes, she is. And so uh, seeing those uh, – and she did get a, – a, she did yes. do the book agent. Yes. Go to a publisher. The publisher's publishing it. Has an assigned editor. Yeah, does yeah. the whole book She thing. did the full pipeline. She went full pipeline. Yes, she did. Um, and there's something in the back of your, my head always about doing that where you're like, oh, this is how – people actually make money writing is going through that path. Oh, right. It is insane. The like when people complain about like, oh, the Steam royalty or like yeah, yeah. what a big cut Microsoft takes yeah, on Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, they don't oh, have any you idea. Have no idea. No idea. Like starting out at 70% is so laughable yeah, as yeah, an yeah, author. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you get double digits to start, yeah. you are amazing. You have the yeah. best contract there right, is. Right, right. And there are literally a hundred reasons why yeah. they can pay you less. Right, yeah. 
for things like because we want to. I mean, it yeah, was right, like right, we yeah. had a sale and right. like, okay, this. Yeah. We want to get rid of them yeah. to make a new run. Like right. th- they can do so oh, much yeah. shit. Um, yeah. And unless, yeah, unless you literally are Stephen King, nobody makes money. Like it, it's, yes. it's like – it certainly for Don living in Manhattan, it's it's completely ridiculous. There's yeah, like no, you no, can't, no, it's no, it doesn't it doesn't. Well, cover. And, well, but for okay, yeah, and so for Dawn, though, it's totally fine because she is doing it for exposure. I mean, yeah, she's yeah, an yeah. actress, right? Right. She she's doesn't give a reason. shit about no, 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 totally. making money on the book. No, the important it's just, part is getting the name. Out, yeah, right? totally. So that's that's the, the separate thing in my mind was just thinking about right, books yeah, as a yeah. money making yeah, endeavor no, is like a disaster. Well, yeah, and and I think that's. That's totally true, but it's also um, it's why I feel like Amazon uh, is actually doing a really good thing yeah. with this, just because yes. you actually do have a chance to make some money. Like right. if I wasn't a programmer, yes, if you get on Kindle Singles and you're relatively popular on there, you actually can make a living. Yep. Um, and if you look at the number of copies that I might sell on Kindle Singles, and when I say make a living. And you translate that over to the same number of sales of a book where you went through an agent and a publisher, oh, yeah, yeah. you would not make a living. Yeah, yeah, right. The, they have drastically reduced that bar because you may look yes. and you go, okay, I can do a 30,000 word thing yeah. and I can make, you know, let's say $25,000, which I think is their average right. on Kindle singles, right? Or something like that. If you can, t- if you take that where you're making 70%, you're getting $25,000. Right. Cut that down to 10 or 20%. Yeah. That is not a living wage anymore yep. for writing 30,000 exactly. words, right? And so when you look at, at what Amazon is bringing to the table there, and I, you know, I'm pessimistic. So when I look at it, I go, yeah, it's probably ain't going to last. Once Amazon has more power in that industry, right. they will and, start reducing it. It'll right. get worse and worse and worse, you know? And so I'm not optimistic about that. But when you look at the situation just at the moment, right. the snapshot's good for Whatever Amazon. you think about Amazon, there is no question that the at the moment, they are doing a very nice thing for authors because right. there is nowhere else you can go right. uh, and have this kind of treatment because even just going through uh, you know, the standard channels and getting a great deal, getting Stephen King's deal, right. you won't make anywhere near the profit margin right. that you're making on this. And so your readership has to be sky high before right. you're looking at money you know? The, uh, you know, in order to live. Right, right. But what you're saying is that Google Play is so good, it'll make up for those. Yeah. So Did I you ever manage to get your book on uh, Google Play? Yeah. So, well, okay. So we can talk. I guess we've got about eight minutes yeah. left here. Uh, we can I talk can, about I can the talk, technical. I can talk some shop. Um, so basically, uh, the way eBooks work is they're broken down into a couple different formats, most of which are basically the same. Okay. So what it amounts to is bastardized HTML. Okay. So if you thought HTML and CSS were bad... You got Welcome it. to book publishing. Right. Now, the best part about this is we already had a format. It was called PDF. It worked mm-hmm. just fine. Yep. Right? Unfortunately, what they wanted to do, and I can see why they wanted to do this, is when they first came, started, when they first came out with the ink devices, they like, want to be able to reformat. Now, there are valid reasons to want to do this. Yep. The reason you want to do this is because you want to offer a value add, which is that if you buy this e-reader and you are, let's say, hard of sight, like a, or, or sorry, nearsighted, farsighted, right. whatever the fuck it is, right? And you can't see, you could make the font size larger yep. for the elderly or whatever the fuck, you know, everyone's eyesight goes yep. eventually. And this was all before iPads, so like... All before iPads, The blah, dragging, blah, blah. all that all wasn't that stuff on the really thought of. So they were like, okay, we need to make this reflow. The text needs to be able to be dynamically reflowed, 
because we need to be able to change the font sizes, blah, 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 blah. So I can see that being a legitimate decision. I don't know that that's why they made the decision, mind you, but I can see that being a legitimate decision. But what you ended up with, unfortunately, is a bunch of like half-assed hacks that are basically like piggybacked on top of HTML. It's like HTML with like restrictions, basically. Like right. here are the things you can do and the other things you're not allowed to do. So that would be bad sort of already because one of the things, um, and, and you know, I am far from a Luddite in this field. I am not the kind of person who's like, I need to smell the binding of the book. Right, and right, I right. need the, you know, the musty odor. And whatever. Like, right. like, like, I don't need to feel the pages. I'm not that guy. Right. On the other hand, I think it is absolutely undeniable in every industry, I don't care which one you're talking about, whether it's books or anything else, that presentation matters. Yep. The only reason Apple is a popular brand okay, is because they get this. They give you the beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. They cared about what the art looked like on the screen. I mean, it's really hard to deny that no matter how technologically advanced we are talking about, presentation matters. Right. So if you are someone who thinks that a book is just the words in the book, I got news for you. Typography right. is an art, and yep. it matters. Mm -hmm. It matters so much that I guarantee you, you will feel like you are reading a more refined book if it has five small caps words at the beginning of every chapter. <laughs> Do the experiment yourself if you don't believe me. It looks beautiful. And when you open that first chapter and there's the small caps words yeah. and then it goes, it's this thing that ties you into centuries of typography experience and you go, I am reading a real book now. Right, right. And when you take all that away, it just feels cheaper. Right. Right? And so, unfortunately, basically what you had when this ebook stuff started was you didn't actually have the uh, sort of the people who understand typography and typesetting. They weren't the ones who made the formats. They were, I guess, just startups who were thought that e-reading was the future. Right. They're right, I think. They were right to be in that space and good on them for being first movers. Unfortunately, they didn't hire brilliant graphic designers and typesetters to come in and go, what do we need to make this look great? Right. Because there's no excuse for it not looking great. No matter how shitty the e-ink e device, the resolution was there to make it look decent. Right. Okay, It was. It wasn't about that. The device capabilities were there. It was the format that was busted. So what ends up happening is when you build an ebook, it's basically about you, much like it is oftentimes today in web authoring, where it's about you fighting the format to try and get the pages to come out looking something like a professional typesetting job. I and see. usually you will fail. <laughs> but it's a question of coming close enough. Right. So I'll give you a classic typesetting example, right? Uh, because I've already thrown it out there. So small caps at the beginning of a paragraph. Very traditional, five or four or five words, small capped. Mm -hmm. That's a very traditional type saying thing. It really looks sharp. You don't even notice it anymore when you read a book, but it's in a lot of books you read. That's okay. how sharp it is, right? It's, just, it's beautiful. Uh, that's one of many of these things. So one of the things, typographically speaking, about small caps and this is obvious when you think about it, but you, if you don't know what you're doing and you just are throwing out an e-reader, you don't think about it. You're not a typesetter. It wasn't your job. Uh, is that when you have fonts, there is a thickness of the stroke of the font that doesn't vary across the font. So when I look at a typeface, right. unless it is a specialty typeface, 
the stem on an I is the same, same as width as the stem on a T, yeah. and it's not like I'm very right. Yeah. And when this when the width of strokes vary, they vary precisely and in ways that are make sense. They mm -hmm. serif out at the end on a serif font. They narrow like if you have O's that narrow in places, that's often repeated on the Q. Right. You know things like this. There's a there's a lot of visual language there. Again, centuries on. of experience that's that's happened here that have arrived at certain typefaces that we find satisfying. Okay, so if you want to make small caps, small caps isn't capital letters shrunk down. Right. The reason it's not is because then all the widths will be too thin compared to your regular letters. <laughs> so if you want to make these on a Kindle, you can't because they only have one font and the font doesn't include small caps. So the only way to awesome. do it is to use a smaller font size with capital letters and the shit's too thin. So when you pick up that Kindle book and you look at the first five things and like you do this in my book, they are small caps. I gave it my best shot. But you look at it and you're like, they're kind of thin. It doesn't have the same right. effect. That's the reason. Because no typesetter in their right mind would ever have done that. It's not done because <laughs> it looks shitty. Can and so if only they had had just a few clueful typesetters there at the beginning to straighten them out on these things, they would know. Second thing, and this is just, if you think that one was nitpicking, and I admit, you can typeset books without the five. That's just, that happens to be what I think mm -hmm. looks good. But, you know, a lot of other people have different opinions and they don't do that. Here's one that's not a matter of opinion, pretty much. It's pretty much universal among typesetters. I don't think, there are some modernist typographers out there, but I don't think anyone has ever. going to disagree. I don't think anyone would actually disagree with this in practice because I think it's pretty much the most established thing that you could possibly imagine. Okay. And what that is, is if you have fully justified margins. Okay. Right? Sure. So in other words, if yeah, you are yeah. talking about a, a page layout where you're not talking about left, right, or center justified, but yeah. full justification where both the left and right edges are flush yep. with the page. There is absolutely no circumstance in which that is okay if you are not hyphenating. Right. The reason for that is because you get all sorts of shit. You get rivers. You get big spaces yeah. in between your text because there's no way to adjust the width of the words to make it not look ridiculous. So you need to always make sure they're broken into consistent three, four-letter pieces, right. which big words don't do unless they're hyphenated, right? Kindle doesn't support Hyphenate. hyphenation. Not even hinted hyphenation, not like with the invisible dashes in that's HTML. That's the thing. So that's all you want, right? In, in fact, you don't want them to auto-hyphenate. Right. I'm happy they didn't auto-hyphenate. Right. You want to be able to put in soft hyphens. And soft right. hyphens are just a thing that the word-breaking algorithm knows it can use to split, split up words into smaller things, right? right. Of course... No soft hyphens. <laughs> Happy birthday, guys, right? And so basically they've given you what is guaranteed, a tool set that is guaranteed to produce an amateur typeset. I like see, a, right. an amateur typesetting. And it's really unfortunate. And to be clear, Amazon isn't actually to blame for this. It's, it's not their the fault. Format, right. No, it's not even their format. No, 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 it's not their format. They yeah. bought Moby Pocket. It's okay. Moby Pocket's fucking fault. I see. So Amazon is just a book distributor. They bought the ebook division from somebody else, the, the, the actual ebook device thing. And that is the problem. I see. Right? right? And so if those Moby Pocket people had just had some typesetters, we would they've have been fine. And they never updated this? So the problem is. You can't is, do that with old devices. Yeah, that's the problem. So basically, um, 
I, I really don't know. It, this, is, this is two years old knowledge or three years old knowledge at this point. So I'm assuming, I'm hoping, I guess let's say. There's all going PDF, I would assume, by now. Uh, I don't Because like no, pinch no, to zoom not. and stuff just makes it. But they're it, not. Like, really? No. It's interesting. Um, but so I would hope that maybe there's a partial solution at this point. But as with everything else, the competition just isn't there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I could rant about how Amazon should go, you know, make books beautiful or whatever. But at some level, the bottom line is they don't have competition. Right. So realistically speaking, I'm talking about them just doing us a fucking favor. Like right. that's what we're talking about here. Because there isn't someone breathing down their necks who's shipping beautiful books and forcing them to compete. So at some yeah. level, they're like, we'd rather just maintain backwards compatibility. We'd rather you just be able to use your old devices and not have potentially different versions. I just versions don't know how they stuff, would do so things like so. Infinite Jest and stuff, which is the presentation is very important and the way – the footnotes yeah, work. It's true. Okay, like, so well, so here's one thing you can do, or at least it, it's my understanding. Like parametric footnotes. It's my understanding that you can do it, and I guess I don't really know. My understanding is that if you are willing to ship not actually on Kindle, okay, but just on new on Fire and up. Oh, okay. Right. Then you get. Then I think you can just use HTML5. Okay. Just, there just is an HTML5 render or right. mostly subset of it or something like that. I remember seeing announcements about that. I gotcha. So it's possible that basically if you just are willing to forego a certain class of devices, which unfortunately I think yeah. does comp- constitute a quite a bit of readers right. as a problem. And, and again, this is a basically an adoption problem. Like if you're just talking about yeah. people who have iPads, no fucking problem. Right. The problem is a lot of readers who are serious readers who comprise the audience of Literature, especially uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, literary fiction, right? Which is a very small genre. Like you're talking about a small segment of the market. It's not sci-fi, right? right? It's not the wider genre fiction stuff. I don't think you can afford like Infinite Jest. Right. I don't think you can afford to say, yeah, okay, this book sold a hundred thousand copies total or something. We're gonna let fifty thousand of the people right. who probably read it can't read it on their Kindle. That's not really acceptable. Yeah. If you're talking about something that sold ten million copies, like Harry Potter, or hundred million copies, or how much have I sold? Fine, fuck it's them. Who cares if they can read it on the Kindle? Weird, but that's not there are books that are popular. Infinite Jest, uh, House of Leaves. Uh, 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 dude, but House of Leaves probably sold fucking fifty thousand copies. Yeah, maybe. I mean, seriously. But I mean, uh, yeah, I guess you just have to scale everything by the fact of like, are they... Books just aren't... Po- yeah. Literary fiction is just really narrow. Yeah. Um, all fiction is narrow, but literary fiction especially so. And the infinite jests of the world are not only outliers, but they're not even big. Right. Most people haven't read infinite jests. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it isn't like a big... It isn't like, uh, you know, a sort of crossover literary movie like a Schindler's List like a, oh right. it was an adult topic but everyone saw it, it it's not that right. Infinite Jest is still the smallest fraction of people who read, read that right, book right. you know um, and so that's just you know that's just the way it is crazy but so the moral of the story is if we have to wrap up the moral of the story yes. of this Jeff and Casey show write sci-fi write some shit sci-fi with elves elves and shit bow and arrow is yeah. good these days bow and arrow is in everything with a bow and arrow is good yeah. wizard boy wizard is great. Yeah, Girl Wizard. Girl Wizard. Yeah. No one's on Girl no Wizard. Where's Girl Wizard? Yeah. You could be Girl Wizard. I feel like there's Girl Wizard. Probably. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure there's hundreds of Girl Wizards. They yeah. just haven't broken through. They just... They just I haven't yeah. had the breakout Girl Wizard yet. The young adult, just in YA. general, YA, is Jeff. way bigger 
than everything else. Because, like, yeah. adults now read young adult stuff yeah. primarily. So, yeah. 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 No, it's true. All right. Well, yes. Look for the movie. No Imperfections <laughs> Noted. The movie? The movie writes. There's no movie. There'll be a movie. There's no movie. All right. Look for the book. There's just uh, a book. And um, uh, you can send us an email. At podcast. Podcast at mollyrocket.com. Wait, no, it's not. It's, oh, wait. It's podcast. You no, know it is at podcast at mollyrocket.com. Oh, that'll so work too? It will work too. That's what we used to say. Okay. It's, it's podcast, podcast at jeffandcaseyshow.com. That's right. How did I forget we have a, uh, we have a vanity? We've yeah. had a vanity for so long now. That, I'm surprised just, it. You just forgot. I just forgot. Yeah. Yes. Podcast at jeffandcaseyshow.com. And that's right. And then we will see you uh, next week. Yes. And we'll catch up on, on McGruff. Oh, McGruff the sure. Crime Dog. That's right. I'm just sorry I went the top this big long thing about books. That's when McGruff the Crime Dog was the order of the day, and I didn't even address it. Top, I'm sorry, top everyone. Hopefully next week, McGruff the Crime Dog. Uh, we've got so much to say. It's been festering. We've yeah. got like a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.